Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. This is Dave Glowetz. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's on the phone with me. Welcome to the broadcast, Ben. Thanks for having me, David. Today we're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on January 10th, 2013. It's titled, Keeping Up with the Jones High School Plans. This article gives a little bit of the recent history of Jones College Prep High School, and it talks about plans to either convert its old building to a neighborhood grade school or sell it to developers. Speaking of history of Jones, let's talk a little bit about its history. It was formerly known as Jones Metropolitan High School of Business and Commerce. Was that what's his official name? The original name, yeah. Later becoming Jones Commercial High School and then morphing into Jones College Prep. And do you know who it's named for? Jones? Mm -hmm. No. So who is it named for? William Jones. Ah, William T. Jones. (laughs) The T stands for the? For some reason, I see a T between William and Jones. I give you credit for knowing that, although I presume you've learned that by looking up it on the internet as opposed to just knowing it. That's correct. I didn't learn this in school. The nuns did not teach you this. None of this knowledge came there, but I can tell you that in 1840, he became the first president of the Chicago Board of Education. Wow. I did not know. You know, Dave, if I may reveal an inner secret, I just so enjoy telling the history, the recent history as opposed to the ancient history of Jones High School because it's so revealing, I believe, about how decisions are made regarding schools and education in Chicago. And generally, there's an influence that has absolutely nothing to do with education, which clearly in this case had to do with the development of the South Loop. So it's always important, I think, for citizens to understand that their government is motivated by things that have nothing to do with what government says. I'm shocked. I know, I'm shocked. Going back to Jones for a moment, Jones is what's known as a selective enrollment high school. And for the benefit of our listeners who might not have kids in school, can you distinguish what a selective enrollment school is as contrasted to other kinds of high schools? Yes. It's a school that requires its students to take a test before being admitted. Enrollment is limited to the highest scorers on that test. Now, over the years, the process of admitting students has evolved. It used to be many, many years ago, almost exclusively to do with the test scores. Now, there's a whole formula that seems to be forever changing that has to do with attendance, test scores, uh, grade point average, and now even making it more complicated where a student lives. The whole point of the originally these types of schools is that They wanted to avoid a court order to forcefully integrate. Additionally, they wanted Old Man Daly and his son wanted to have schools that white people would send their kids to as opposed to leaving the city. So it's just been a whole evolution in and of itself. So these are schools that are filled with the highest achieving students by and large. Speaking of integration, didn't the monitoring by federal court of Chicago Public Schools for integration, didn't that end relatively recently? Yes. can't remember the exact year, but uh, Artie Duncan was in charge. And now we have a, a situation where Chicago does not officially take race into consideration in these enrollments. In the old days, they were intending to guarantee a certain racial quota, although they weren't allowed to use that word quota. Now, schools could be all white or all black. Nobody seems to care, except for a few dinosaurs like myself. I haven't looked at the racial makeup of Jones in a while, but I remember in the the early O's, it was fairly diverse by Chicago standards. In the early days of being a selective... The college prep. Yeah. 
When it was Jones Commercial, it was also diverse. It was black kids, Hispanic kids, and white kids. I was sort of a fan of Jones Commercial. I thought it served an important purpose. It was for kids who just were not achieving that well in the regular conventional academic curriculum, but were good citizens and good workers and smart and were looking for job preparation that could get them started on the right foot after high school with jobs downtown. And there were no testing criteria to get into Jones Commercial. It's a great school. I really liked it. The times I spent there, enjoyed the sort of the, the spirit of the school. What exactly did they teach at Jones Commercial? It was a lot of vocational training. In the old days, it was the clerical training and secretarial training and typing and that kind of thing. And then the students, they were most proud of the fact that they had, in the afternoons, their students were set up to have jobs downtown. Like, like internships? Yeah, internships, although I think they were actually paid jobs. So they were training people for entry-level positions in corporate Chicago and presumably they could work their way up the ranks. It was just office vocational work, and it took advantage of the central location for this internship program or this employment program. Ironically, Mayor Emanuel says this is the kind of program he wants to foster in the city colleges. That's why at the end I said, well, you know, of my story, the issue is what to do with the old building now that they've built an entirely new high school for the selective enrollment kids. I was like, well, why don't you just bring back the school you, you got rid of? Are there any schools in Chicago that continue, any high schools in Chicago that continue to provide that kind of vocational training? Nothing like what Jones had in the 90s before it was abolished. You could take auto shop today or you can take, uh, you know, building construction. Not just that. I'm sure there are programs within the individual schools that may teach types let's say. I don't know if anybody takes typing anymore. They call it thumbing now. Yeah, thumbing or whatever. There's no school like Jones. And Jones also had a component, like fashion component, where they were preparing kids for careers in fashion industry. It was so vocational. The whole school was vocationally oriented, and it was right there in downtown where you could have these direct internships. There's no school I know that's totally dedicated to this kind of a curriculum with that kind of placement, that job placement. And that's what's so ironic because Mayor Rahm said that's what he wants to create with the city colleges. And uh, we had it in the 90s and we got rid of it largely, as far as I could tell, to you know hasten the gentrification of the South Loop. That said, I think the uh, limited enrollment school that they have there now, the college prep school is an outstanding school and does a great job. So I'm all for the locals and Fioretti and they're trying to bring back some kind of neighborhood type school that would be open to kids who weren't just the top test takers. And that would be a grade school, not a high school. At this stage, I think they're talking about a high school. Oh, really? Uh, yes. So two high schools right next to each other, that would be extraordinary. Well, they serve two different purposes. Okay, the currently existing Jones College Prep School, which will be moving into a new building come September, has a citywide enrollment. Like I said, they take the kids from all over the city based on how they score in tests and do in school. The alderman, Fioretti, and his supporters are proposing a quote-unquote neighborhood school whose boundaries would be roughly, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, 35th on the south. I think it was Ashland on the west, Grand Avenue on the north and the lake. So that's a pretty big chunk of land. It's like Chinatown, Greektown, Bronzeville, South Loop community. There's been a lot of growth there, as you know, Dave, in the last 15 or so years. And there's a population that that's, that's not served. The parents either move when the kids become high school age or they send them to parochial school or private school or they send them to uh, you know, schools with citywide enrollment, like a magnet school, like Bon Steuben, et cetera. Or if they can get into a um, special enrollment school where you take a test, they send them there. So uh, there is a need, I think, I believe, for a school that would uh, serve that neighborhood. So that's what they're specifically talking about. And as I make clear, the mayor has not decided what his position is on this. So 
we don't know if where he's going to come down. Well, speaking of needs, it seems to me that uh, the case of Jones reflects the willingness of Chicago public schools to let go of school infrastructure. You know, the alderman wants to hang on to it, but the CPS administration looks like it's trying to sell it. And this ties into CPS's desire to close schools to cut costs. And some have said that eliminating school property is short-sighted because you don't know how neighborhood demographics will change in 10 or 20 years or 30 years. The city might need those schools if the you know population shifts. What do you think about well, that? Well, when you said some have said that, I'll be more specific. I have said that as well. I remember writing an article, I don't know if it was before we started doing our show together, but I was thinking of that, uh, the Reese School on Taylor Street, which preservationists were fighting to save it from a preservation standpoint. And the Board of Ed was driven by uh, the development needs of the mayor. And so they tore it down to, to make way for development. And now in that area, they're talking about building a new school. I mean, so case in point. Yeah, that's a case in point. This is another one. Again, this the larger issue that I was addressing is that the Board of Education is not always acting. Here we were, shock, shock. And in the educational interests of Chicago's public students, that it's by and large a political entity and as such they're under the dictates of the mayor whatever political agenda the mayor has at that moment they essentially follow i don't even know if there is a developer interested in this particular jones property at the moment i do believe there were developers who were interested in the uh, in that property in late 90s and the early o's when the downtown real estate industry was booming i don't know if there's a particular developer interested in that I do know that the board is exceedingly reluctant to sign on to making it a neighborhood school, which leads me to believe that Rahm either intends to turn it over to a charter, which seems to be part of his larger effort to damage the teachers' union and make his political name on that, or whether there is a developer who's interested in building on that land, or maybe a, a college is interested in taking it, anything other than a public school. Even that Alderman Fioretti wants to see a school in that building, do you think he'd go along with a charter if he couldn't get a non-charter? I don't believe he would. Well, furthermore, you know, there's one more complication. In 2015, that area won't even be Fioretti's ward. So right now he's fighting a fight in sort of, he's like a lame duck alderman in that area. That's why he's pressing at the moment for a commitment right now while he has a little um, clout and influence. I don't know. I, I don't know what the mayor's up to. He probably hasn't even thought too much about it. I was just thinking about Scholastica, the girls' Catholic high school in Rogers Park was turned over to UNO. It's not clear what UNO's going to put there, uh, or it's not clear to me, and where their students are going to come from. So it's almost like they were given a building without a specific plan, and that's the kind of charter deal that might come out of Jones, where they just turn it over to some influential charter group. In the case of Scholastica, did the archdiocese sell it to UNO, or did they sell it to the city who in turn gave it to UNO? I don't know the answer to that question. That could be another story. Thank you for suggesting it to me. I'm just the idea machine here. The idea machine. Anyway, back to Jones. Right now, the Board of Ed, they have all these pressing issues that sort of dwarf Jones as to which schools are going to close. So they're either being evasive about what they intend to do, or they just haven't thought about it. I don't know which one it is or a combination of both. Well, we'll leave it there. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, David. We welcome your questions and comments. You can write to us at contact at shygov.com. You could find us on the web or at iTunes or at Twitter by searching for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowetz. Thanks for listening.